Now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. and welcome to another episode of Stoned and Social. I am Natalie, your host, and with me, I've got my favorite co-host, Angel. What up? Doing? I'm doing good, girl. Glad to be here as per usual. And grateful that you are here to laugh with me once again. Yes, I, that's our favorite pastime. Um, it truly is. <laughs> if you are just joining us, this is the podcast where we get stoned and then we get social. Mm-hmm. What are you stoned on today, Angel? Ooh, today I am stoned on some rainbow cake, terp diamonds, some live resin on my puffco today in honor of our guest. Very, very nice. I am just sticking with district cannabis sea salt uh, chocolate, so I've had uh, one or two of those. I'm mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good, and I've got my pen with me as well. So you know, mm-hmm. just keeping it light, keeping it classy today, Cow's as best pen. as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Now we do have a really cool topic today because September 25th is National Comic Book Day here in the U.S. and that's not to be confused with Free Comic Book Day in May. This is a day for all comic book lovers, collectors, fans, even those who even create comic books. And I think you know while comic books have been quite a storied history, you know they reached a lot of popularity in the 30s and the 40s. Mm-hmm. I think they were outselling traditional books for a while. And so over the years, there's been thousands of comic book characters that have been Mm -hmm. developed and now are in television shows and movies. Mm -hmm. You like comic books too, right? Oh, girl, I love me some comic books. Well, it's something that I've loved since I was very, very young. And um, my my uncle got me into them and I was really into the action figures and like the first games that were centered around superheroes like Spider-Man. So, wow. Very awesome. cool. What about you, Very girl? Cool. Yes, I've been into comic books since I was a, you know, wee little baby and just like, give it to me, put it in my veins. I love everything that comic books offer, not just the wish fulfillment stuff, but also just the abilities, the dialogue, the colors. I love the creative mm-hmm. process that it takes to take something from your mind like that and then put it on paper. I agreed. I so agree. So to celebrate National Comic Book Day and National Hispanic Heritage Month, we're joined by the Danktastic creators behind the full spectrum sponsored Captain Dabin Canna inspired comic book. Let's welcome Michael Garcia and Miguel and Alejandro Vega. So, Michael, what brought you to come up with the concept behind Captain Dabin? Um, you know, it was probably a series of events, uh, but one specific, uh, well, more specifically, I would say, I wanted to do an action figure, right? I wanted mm-hmm. to do an action figure, like, reminiscent of, like, the early 90s stuff that we used to get at KB Toys or Toys R Us. Yes. 
for those of you who uh, ever went to one of those. Um, and I don't know if people remember, but like to me, KB Toys was like the upper echelon. I was like the best toy you can get. I think I went in there once. I got an Ninja Turtle. It was like the pride and joy of my life. Um, and you just don't see things of that quality anymore, you know? So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a character um, that was functional. Um, and it was just, we could use the save these cool dab tools you see floating around now, you know, like a stand. Um, oh, and then, yeah. Team, yeah, and then, uh, but Alejandro and Miguel being smarter than me um, with the comic book background, they're like, you know, you should probably, uh, what's his story? You know, what's his history? What does he do? Like, you know, you want to make a comic first? And it's like, no, I want to spend $100,000 manufacturing <laughs> this guy. Because <laughs> it makes sense to me. But, um, and, you know, it kind of started off, well, can you write us a, a paragraph about, you know, what this guy's all about? Um, and I think a paragraph became like, what, like 10 pages, right? Um, wow. And here we are, uh, three comic books into it, about to release number four. So That's awesome. That's really cool. What a cool um, journey, man. That's I cool. noticed that Captain Davin has a lot of bravado. Is that like, is that you or is that you, is that Captain Davin? Is that how you think Captain Davin would be? Um, you know what? I, I tend to shy away from that I'm Captain Davin, right? I get a lot of that, like Captain Davin, you know, people who want to dab with me and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, um, I, I'm the creator of Captain Davin, right? You know, and I would say, Captain Dabbing is who I thought I needed to be to be successful in a professional world, um, if that makes sense. And, and hopefully people can, um, uh, you know, relate to that. Uh, that's who I think Captain Dabbing is. He's the guy who I felt I had to portray for a long time uh, to be, you know, successful in a professional world. Um, and, you know, and I think Lieutenant Graham's kind of like the more everyday, like, I don't really want to be doing this shit, you know, <laughs> but if you say so. But so I would say it's kind of like, you know, everybody's personality or part, bits and pieces of everybody's personality tied into all the characters, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, that That's makes sense. I almost want, I just want to say real quick that I almost wondered if it was like, I was like, is there a sarcasm, like a satire kind of behind like the writing and like how you were being and like, even like, I don't know, I worked as a bud tender for a while and you come along a, a, with a lot of like, dab snobs and things like that like people who take dabbing so seriously and it just kind of like emulated those characters for me a bit in a like a satirical satirical kind of way and I was like that's actually really funny because people actually like do like no don't smoke that trash like smoke this amazing dab and it's like you want a little background on that you want a little bit of background on that so um i had actually stopped smoking for three years right um Mm -hmm. because i got a job and was trying to do what i thought i needed to do and um i started smoking again obviously you know and you start with like a pre-roll and then a couple pipe hits then a couple bong hits and then like eight months into it you're like i need something with a little more kick Right. You know, so I like I went to the smoke shop and I'm like, I'm going to order some wax, bro. And I need something oh. to smoke some wax out of, you know, but I've been gone for three years. Right. Um, and he's like, oh, you need this and this carb cap with this topper and this and that. And like he rang it up and it was like four hundred dollars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, this guy's nuts. You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, oh, you can't smoke it without it. I, we used to. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, um yeah, that's what happened. And but um, so anyways, I get the same thing. Right. So then I eventually team up with this delivery driver who I'm getting this wax from. And he's like, no, bro, nobody smokes wax anymore. We all smoke <laughs> rosin, bro. Whoa. And I'm like, what, what is rosin, dude? And he's like, yeah, solventless, bro, solventless. 
And I was like, okay, for sure, you know, and uh, I'll go home and, and hit it. And he's like, out of what? Like, what a rig you got, bro? And like, <laughs> all these guys have their rigs on them, you know? They're not yeah. afraid to be like, I got my 3000 rig in, in my uh, pelly in the car, you know? Right. Uh, so he put me on, I was like, okay, well, how much is that stuff? I had like my $50 bill. I was like, okay, well, how much is that? He's like, $180. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. I, I'm not trying to do some shit that costs $180, you know? Um, and, you know, like, I don't want poor choice of words to say drug dealers, but like people, uh, vendors do. He suggested I take a little sample of it, right? So I took a sample home and like a week later, I had like a puff co with like a heady glass on it and like $180 of West Coast Alchemy Rosin. So. Wow. End oh, of story. Right. This is why I don't dab. <laughs> I know that this is dabbing is the gateway drug for me. <laughs> I know that like I'm cool with my edibles, but the moment like I do dabs at pop ups and they're just they wreck me. I do like one and I'm I'm done for the night. I don't know how people do them and live to tell the tale. So oh, man. very very cool. <laughs> very I cool totally get that escalation on a deep deep level, man. Yeah. Especially like the deeper you get into cannabis industry of any sort you kind of certain here's this 40 year age temple ball of hash and it's like yeah right. this is like 500 dollars for a gram and it's like what what <laughs> like it's yeah. like it gets real people get serious <laughs> about their oils and their rosins and hashes and all sorts it's crazy it's cool though well it's and i mean not to get too far into that but i mean you would think we would just all be on the same playing field, right? Like, right. let's not have bad wax that are like $500 balls of rosin. Like, can't right. we just have, like, if everybody makes normal stuff and there's decent right. regulations, you'd think we'd have, you know? But Yeah. No, I feel I think that. Of, extra. I think of this like the car industry. You know, you can drive, like, a beater if you want, or you can drive, like, a Mercedes or a Tesla. Like, it's up to you. Like, not everyone's yeah. going to want that high-end stuff. I have some friends who only, like, buy bags of shake. I don't understand why, but yeah, that's – that's their thing. Yeah. Um, now, Alejandro and Miguel, we know that you're twin brothers because we get to see you. Everyone listening can't, so our stoner lights cannot see that you guys are twins. You work together. You're creating comics together. Somehow you guys have not killed each other. We heard through the grapevine that you do not partake in the puff puff passing. Is this true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys are going on on a whole uh, diatribe on just like the history of like dabbing and, and different Drug talk. Yeah. So, you know, that's some some of that is like Greek to us. But, you know, we we do we, we have, you know, general knowledge. And, you know, I guess we haven't you know gotten the chance or I mean, not we have gotten the chance, but, you know, it's usually just like a CD parking lot, like in the back of like a bowling alley. So, you know, we're not. Yeah, don't do <laughs> I got to drive home after that. So, you know, we're not that. um. So they're looking for that Tesla, that Tesla. <laughs> for real. <laughs> they want so, that red carpet experience. Exactly. Roll it out. So you're basically Cannabis Alliance, though. Like in the great snake smoke off, you're going to be on our side. So we're just going to claim you now. But what is the worst side effect that you guys think um, is of like using cannabis? Like what's the what's the side effect? You're just like, that doesn't sound. That's part of why I'm just like not running out to get it delivered um i, I, I just thinking he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess you hear a lot about that just like the altering the state of mind mm -hmm. so yeah. as yeah. far as like how you know how far that goes like that's you know that's not something 
yeah you, you hear like about like oh like you know someone with like a bad trip they're just like all all paranoid now they're just like they're like where are the cops coming like or is someone like after me so i'm just like i think that's like the most like stereotypical i guess like side effect just like the paranoia like of your first like trip mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah, that, that didn't happen to me luckily i'm not I'm not a paranoid person, so yeah. I was like, "Let him come get me! I dare <laughs> take me alive." <laughs> no, um, I totally get that. Yeah, it's like, but also that could heavily go down to like the terpene profile of that plant and how it's reacting to the genetics of your body. And yeah, some strains definitely make people paranoid, but then there's some strains that are like a warm hug. But, you know, I mean, it's all preference. I totally respect what you're saying. But, um, yeah, I just appreciate what you guys do. So what made you want to be a part of the Captain Davin project? Yeah, um, like you said, we live in California. So, you know, it's always, like, relevant. You know, it's a, you know, cultural thing. And, you know, we saw, we came across, you know, Michael looking for, you know, some artists, you know, for this project. And like you mentioned, it was originally an action figure, like, project trying to design an action figure but you know still captain dabman you know based on on like the cannabis culture and everything and you know so we you know we're staunch supporters of like legalization and all that stuff so you know i thought you know we thought it would be a natural fit you know to help promote the community and everything yeah that's awesome so you guys found each other randomly somehow uh yeah we we came across on on upwork it's one of the uh you know the job platforms you know so we saw the listing and then just sent over some of our work our portfolio and like we just connected like we you know we always joke like oh yeah we and michael you know we have like this synergy like you know he writes the script and like we visualize it and like put it to the page and it's worked out well so far that's amazing yeah i love good synergy man that's one of my favorite words especially when it like you can recognize it so heavily in your work environment it's a beautiful thing Yeah, I feel like as a person who reads a lot of comics, I did not, I often assume that people who are writing comics and indie comics and things like this together are like friends, they grew up together, etc. And so I really just assumed that you guys were all friends and had known each other for a while from reading the comics. So that's really cool that you found each other. It's obviously working, whatever it is you're doing. Yes, yes. That's I also wondered that as well, just because how well you guys worked on the comic through reading it, it was like, Wow, you can tell there is definitely like a cool relationship between who wrote it and who created it. Yeah, no, I call them my little brothers. I don't know if they're oh. going to tell you that, but I call them my little <laughs> brothers. We have a little shout out staff meeting once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, I call them my little brothers, but um, their, their professionalism is like bar none. And that was what was most important to me, not necessarily that they, you know, consumed it. Right. Um, but no, and, and it's evident during the storyboard stages. Right. Like because I just throw a bunch of stuff on a page. Um, I should really probably try to edit it better. <laughs> um, but if you saw some of the storyboards that they come up with um, just to visualize the concepts, I mean, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Um, I'm thoroughly convinced you can get in my head. You know, it's probably the weed and the paranoia. You know? <laughs> so it's better you guys don't smoke, right? But um, no, most definitely. And I just wanted to reiterate that. Like their their professionalism is what's what's brought this thing to the forefront. You know, I think it's been a great concept. Um, I've you know, I think everybody thinks that. Like, man, if I could just get someone to draw what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and and for oh, me to man. find it has really been the privilege. Uh, it's been a privilege for me. So mm-hmm. that's cool. That's awesome. So guys, I'm gonna. 
pivot just a little bit with this because I mentioned it before, but it is Hispanic Heritage Month. It's a 30-day annual event, um, and I think it's really important to uphold and support Hispanic and the Latinx communities. I think they're really impacted by culture and everything happening going on. How has your personal Hispanic heritage influenced your creative outlet so far? Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, us, you know, we're we're both uh, first generation. We're Mexican American, Chicano. I know uh, Michael, also Michael Garcia. He's, you know, Mexican American. So yeah, we and we wanted to include uh, one of our characters, Lieutenant Graham. You know, he has like a um, Hispanic background, and you know, and us, you know, we just we're conscious about that. You know, bringing in you know other, you know, other ethnic groups, and just like letting you know, just having some diversity in like our comic and you know in our issues and just like letting you know letting these other voices like shine and come to the forefront that's awesome cool i like that i do too um representation is super important and so it's really awesome that now even in the comic book industry it's elevated in ways that i don't know i i thought in a lot of ways i'd never see and so even like with them constantly kind of still integrating newer characters that fit more demographics. It's been like really nice to see even other comic book artists that aren't like mainstream like that are also doing the same and kind of emulating that change and evolution that we do need in art and comics books specifically. Like, yeah. So thank you for doing what you guys are doing. I'm also Hispanic, I'm Puerto Rican. So I'm also (laughs) like growing up, didn't see a lot of representation and it's meant like I've ended up crying at some pieces of art because it's like wow like to see this now as a reality instead of just dreaming it existed is like next level man so thank you thank you (laughs) definitely cool and I you know like Angel said we are seeing a lot more what team superheroes as comic books become more diverse like uh, Miles and Kyle Rayner and America. Uh, so, who's your? Who are you guys' favorite comic book characters? I know you all have some. Just, I just want one. Don't like, don't split hairs here. Just pick one. Ninja Turtles. Ooh, all yes. of them. <laughs> no, it's Leonardo for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Always. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, I can respect uh, that. Yes. Yeah, we're we're uh, Marvel fanboys, and as <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, during you know Civil War when Captain America Civil War came out, you know that was like 2016, and you have the whole like Captain America blue and then Iron Man red aesthetic. So like you know, we would always say like, oh yeah, my favorite hero is like Cap, and then Miguel is like Iron Man, so we always like clash. Wow, I love that. What about you, Nat? What's your favorite? Um, like, I still, like, I know it's cheesy, but, like, I still gotta fuck with Storm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. There's just something about Storm. I Mm -hmm. love that she can literally wreck your day. She's like, oh, you know what? I don't even care what's going on with me, but, like, rain, lightning, thunderstorm. So, I still, um, Holly Berry ruined her for me, so I'm still, like, upset by that. No, Mm. I feel you. Mine is Spider-Man. And nice. Toby Maguire kind of ruined it for me a little bit. Oh, <laughs> what? Uh, you don't like, like Toby as Spidey? I don't. Come on. I don't know. I think wow. just 
There's something about Toby in general. (gasps) No, (laughs) but like I was there for original video games, action Mm -hmm, figures, mm -hmm, original mm -hmm. comic books. So like, don't shoot me. But yeah, I just was a little. I just especially like waiting so long for live action, and then it's like. He was like just the right level of like geeky, shy, yeah. awkward, and also like badass because he's Spider Man. Yeah, so. like logically, I get the the casting, but also <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about him. I think I don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah, guys. So, <laughs> are there any Hispanic artists that we should be keeping an eye on or following that you guys that you guys know about? Really enjoy yourselves. Uh, well, I I was a big fan of uh, the amazing Spider-Man artist uh, for the past few years. His name is uh, Umberto Ramos. Uh, yeah, and I had the chance to meet him a couple times at, at various conventions. And he's a really cool guy. He, he's from Mexico, Mexico City. So it's important that uh, a creator from Mexico reached, uh, you know, that position that he did in Marvel. Because Amazing Spider-Man is one of the most important comics for the company so that was really cool to see as a mexican you know mexican-american creator myself that someone from a hispanic background could become that important so that's he's a role model for me yes that's That's beautiful what about you guys um i like i gotta i'm i'm just i follow stoners so you know me like i hang out in the museum but i don't follow artists online like i should like I follow yeah. some comic book guys, like you guys. Um, I follow some sticker people, but I need some new artists to follow. So I'm yes, always... same. Is my my favorite is the like Twins Vega. I was wondering if anyone yeah. was like, use this as a plug. Let's Clap. go. <laughs> when he it. said he was a Marvel fanboy, I oh man, I almost had a coronary. I was like, no, we're full spectrum fanboys. We love oh, Captain well, Dabin. Well, He's well, our favorite well. character ever. <laughs> Uh, no, I feel that, I feel that. But you know, there's always those OGs, those what there would be no Captain Dabin without the forefathers. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> so you not you guys know I'm gonna ask, if you could have any superpower, what's it gonna be? Like any superpower. Miguel, you look like you have one ready. Uh, actually, I don't really. I mean, as a comic creator, like you always get asked this question, but there's mm-hmm. just like so many options. It's like, what would be, I mean, there's the cool factor, but there's also like what's practical and practical. like what you could use it for. Right. So, I, I mean, I think in general, like invisibility is like mm. one of the most just like practical mm. ones in terms of like the possibilities for both good and bad. So, I would True, go with yeah. that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michael? I would say flying. Oh, yeah. I would definitely say flying. And I think the the capability to be invisible is definitely way more bad than good. I don't know what sinister <laughs> things I don't know what sinister things you want to do by being invisible, sir, but flying, my friend, is where it's at. You know what I mean? Well, your your rate of survival like skyrockets when you're invisible though. Really nobody knows does. you're there. So you can't get attacked. Yeah. yeah. I'd save like three grand a month on rosin if I could just get high by flying. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I get that. Uh, you want to dab? Dab? Forget that shit. You just take off. Fly, just do it. Yeah. What about you, Alejandro? Yeah. Um. I guess I'm gonna just be super, super generic. You know, go with the like the super strength. Even though I mean, you can 
easily achieve that by going to the gym. I was going to say, just go to Planet Fitness, get a freaking membership, work out. Yeah, I I just don't don't have the time, so I'll just take the shortcut with super strength. As your brother stabs you with a needle in steroids. (laughs) He's all super strength, you got it, brother. Um, What about you, Angel? So, I... (laughs) <laughs> have thought about this since I was a young, young lad. And I feel like, hmm. so for the longest time, I was like, ooh, reading minds, that'd be cool. But then I got super sensitive with my abilities and I damn near can sometimes. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I think, I think if I'm going <laughs> to actually have a superpower, it would be, I was like, flying would be it. Cause I, then I could go anywhere. But then I was like, but all the things like weather, like, what if I get stuck in some storms? <laughs> so overthink this. Wow. Oh, man. I, like I said, this has been a lifelong question. I've asked other people and like, it's been a thing. Cause I'm like, if I ever have the choice, I need to know. What if somebody's like, you need to, I'm going to give you superpower, yeah. superpower, any superpower, but you have 10 seconds to decide. I'm like, yeah, wow, I I'm here teleportation bow i'm there there yeah Yeah. Mm. or the ability to travel like travel time and space that's Mm. That's, i mean yeah i was gonna say is that like a superpower that gets into like sci-fi stuff but yes yeah i like that teleportation is a good a good power mine's Mm. stupid easy like i'm taking mind control every single day of the week like (laughs) i have all of the powers you all have through mind control true Right? So that's it. Just mind control people. <laughs> Give me free weed. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> that's Pretty not what sinister. I But right. So Miguel and Alex, I heard that some of your work has gone viral. It's what I guess the kids would say is woke. And so as a younger generation, do you guys feel any possible disillusions about the morality or politics happening right now? Because I see that you guys are expressing that a little bit in your art. Would you say that that's a, that's something that you guys are aware of? Uh, yeah. And I mean, I think like our first like quote unquote, like viral, like piece of, uh, you know, our first viral illustration, it was like in, we were in high school. It was like around like 2016, like around the, the first, uh, you know, the presidential campaign. Um, and it was like um, still like the it was still like the primaries. And, you know, we were big supporters of like Bernie Sanders, you know, one of the, uh, mm-hmm. the Democratic um, Party, uh, Democratic Party candidates. candidates. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we just, you know, wanted to show our support, you know, by getting into like a little political cartooning. So we created like an we combined like our two interests at the time, which are like politics and comics and created like a, you know, like um a satirical just like political cartoon like based that's also an homage to like one of the first issues of like captain america mm-hmm. and like that we you know we shared it around just like on facebook and like it just got like sent like everywhere like the next morning we were just like had like a bunch of messages and like people asking like oh where can we buy this and stuff and you know and at that moment like we saw like you know art can have like a tangible impact on like society and it's also you know it can also provide your commentary and and you know your views like through art that you express i i know there's some artists who shy away from like putting their beliefs in their artwork whether it's you know comics or paintings or writing or whatever i don't know how you guys feel but personally like 
I am more inclined to follow someone who has the same sort of not even core values, but just the, just the mindset that I appreciate further along in their career than someone who just takes a very neutral stand. Yeah, I mean, I that's a that's a great point. And I think it, you know, it goes back to like, you know, some people see, you know, comics as, you know, I guess, like just pure wish fulfillment and just like completely like fantastical tales to astonish. But I think if you go back to like the, you know, the 60s and 70s, like the, you know, the father of like Marvel, like Stanley and Jack Kirby, you know, they were creating like comics that had like, like they created the X-Men, which are basically like an allegory for like the civil rights movement. And that's how, you know, Stan would give, you know, his his position and just like social commentary on the issues that were affecting uh, you know, that were prevalent at the time. So I think, you know, there's always been like a comics and just like uh, politics and, you know, society have always been like intertwined. Do you think that maybe it's an easier pill to swallow, to digest that information when it's presented in comic book form? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I would assume yes, because, uh, yeah, sometimes if you just like tackle politics, like directly through just like forum posting or, or like uh, a medium article, like sometimes like it can come off as grading or, you know, maybe a little too intimidating for people who want to foray into politics. I feel attacked by that medium article I write on medium and I was like, Oof, <laughs> that hit me. Yeah, I'm I mean, in... <laughs> There's just some people who like don't like reading as much. Yeah. So comics are like a way you incorporate the writing, but also the the visual aspect of it. So like mm-hmm. people are, it's it's more approachable, I would assume. Yeah, and and art as a medium in itself is is created to be accessible for more audiences than just you know people who focus on kind of one or the other type. Like for a lot of what I like to do is like reading, but then also like visuals. It's, you know, a picture can say a thousand words, right? So it's like, it's the interpretation and it's it's people's ability to kind of insert themselves into your art as well, which is also awesome. And it's a reflection of everything everyone's going through in a fun, like interesting, funny way which everyone needs right now with the state of the world. People need something to laugh at and (laughs) and to enjoy and to be like, oh, man, I know people in this comp, like the characters that you make are like archetypes essentially. And it's like seeing those in the real world at the same time. It's like really awesome because you guys are putting like, you know, you have the chicken talking, but then you have (laughs) Lieutenant, who's just some guy you met on on the street who has something going on in his life obviously so it's like really cool and I like that you guys like kind of leave it leading into the next one because it definitely makes you go like yeah like please go please please keep going because I've read like some off mainstream comics that are like they want to fit the whole story in the comic and then like don't really leave much and then they'll like go on to the next go on to the next book oh yeah I I, I'm mad at like I, like I want more in the comics of yours that I read. Like I get to right. the end, and I'm like, oh, I'm Same. Like, oh wow, Same. they played me. Wow. Same. So we're definitely I, the cliffhangers are appreciated. Um, yes. You guys, is this the first comic that you've all done? Like not even together, but just in general, is this the first comic, like complete comic book you've worked on? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, 
with you know me and my brother we've been doing uh you know just commission work more like uh portrait uh, caricature illustration you know for a few years now since like high school but yeah this is like one of the first like full projects we've worked on like with a writer and just like going through the whole like storyboarding penciling inking flatting lettering like the whole like nine yards so like this is our you can proudly say this is like our first complete like comic project that we worked on what about you michael Man, I was, I was hoping to remain quiet on this one. <laughs> um, so full transparency, uh, I, I had never read a comic before this. Ooh, wow. I had never read a comic before this. Oh, man. And um, so they've been schooling me. Like, they've been schooling me the whole time on the process and the inking and the drawings. Um, and then I happened to stumble into a uh, comic book store in Oregon. Um, and it's like a, like a famous comic book store that had all these comics. So um, I think that day I bought like over 100 comics. Wow. And uh, I committed myself to reading them. Um, I grabbed a bunch of hardcovers, right, like that had uh, some collages of famous hardcovers and stuff like that. Uh, so I could feel like I could talk to these guys, you know, because they'd be hitting me with the, what if we do the Batman number two homage to the hardcover and this and that? And I'm like, oh, man, I wish I knew what you were talking about, you know? Um just because, like I said, that's the way it evolved. I'll be completely honest with you. I wanted to build an action figure, you know, and then we started to kind of develop it and then build the script. Um, and it was like, okay, well, we'll make this little comic that we can put in with the action figure. But the script just kept growing and growing till there was enough content where we could make a comic, you know. So it's like, yeah, let's do it. That's cool. Awesome. What's what's the status of the Captain Dabin? Um, I was just gonna ask. Action that. figure is yes. that still a is that still like a, a a dream that you guys are? I mean, we've got three D printers now, so right. Um. So I have a couple three D printed Captain Dabins. Um, okay. You know, they're like collector's edition. They're first off the press. Um, it's definitely something we want to do. I've pursued it for. I mean, going on like four months, five months. Uh, and, and I know this is going to sound like a sales pitch. Um, we're, we've ex- been experimenting it. with a lot of different texts to be able to get uh, the product that I want. Like I want it to be die cast metal, but I want it to be functional. And that's been a huge issue. So now we have like this um, plastic lined die cast metal. So it has all the functionality at the shoulder blades and the elbows and the legs and stuff where you could like bend this thing to hold your dab saber. Mm-hmm. Um and he's heavy, right? Because we want him heavy. I don't want you put your dab saber and he falls over. Like so you have him hold your joint and he falls over. Um, so it's it's been really challenging. But I can tell you a significant amount of money has been invested in um, R&D for sure. Oh, is, he's is coming. Any, he's coming. Is there any way you can like make his eyes turn red as he like as he heats up or like with smoke? Because I think that would be like you have red eyes and like Captain has red eyes as you're doing it. That would be great. Like <laughs> we'll put it on the list for sure. Yeah, put it on the list. Yeah. Put it on the list. We'll so have to like do a it. limited edition. I feel like you can't make a Captain Dabin action figure if you don't make a Graham one. Like I don't want to buy Captain Dabin without Graham. I feel like I want them oh, side by side. Man. What's what's the status on Graham? Uh, you know, I was really proud when you guys read into that he has a lot going on because oh, Lieutenant well, Graham you. does have a lot going on. And you're going to see that in the upcoming issues um, as he kind of as we figure out like what brought him to that bus stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to kind of become a, a, a main a mainstay of the a comic kind of like the center, the center seat of the comic. So his action figure is right behind Captain Dab. And I can tell you that. 
Um, and then obviously we, we can't go for two out of three, right? So we'll have to do Harold and Lieutenant Graham at the same time. Yes. Um, so, and we're working with some great brands. We're working with some really great brands um, to bring that to life, right? So where they'll help us produce the action figure and then you'll be able to take home the action figure if you support these brands. So stay oh. tuned, definitely. Oh, that's pretty cool. What if Cat yeah. Harold was a carb cap? Um, Harold yeah. already <laughs> is a carb cap. Oh, um, I wish I had him in front of me right now. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, name drop. One of our supporters, Eli Mazette, um, he, he made a, a custom Herald carb cap, you know, That's and cool. it, it's like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, like one time in passing, I said, man, we could probably mass produce this. And like, he lunged at me. So <laughs> wow. I don't think he's going for it, <laughs> but it one all, does exist. One. That's cool. Was it all glass? Yeah, it's borrowed glass. It's all oh, white. Wow. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a splitting image of uh, of Harold. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to get it out there like on an Instagram post or something. Right? But I, I mean, it really ask is. Beautiful. If there was pictures of it, you should definitely definitely please. <laughs> there will be. I think we're gonna drop a functional video um, with one of our sponsors. We have like a double matrix perk from uh, Per Glass. Everybody, Per Ooh. Glass. Oh, um, cool. And uh, we'll do a function video announcing that we're going to be on this podcast so everybody can tune in. And then we'll make a nice little discount code for all your listeners. And, you oh, know. Cool. I hope you yeah. fucking guys listening appreciate this. We do this yes. for you. We mm-hmm. we get stoned and we chat shit for you. This is mm-hmm. all for your, your benefit. You're so, welcome. It's hard Twins work. Vega, how do you guys feel seeing your creations in like, like it's being made. It's being made. I like, I sound like this sounds crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, like we, like I mentioned earlier, yeah, this is like the first comic project that's gone from like, you know, the script phase, like all the way to like being published and like distributed, you know, in this case by a full spectrum collectibles. And, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, just seeing it in like people's hands. Like we've been to, you know, a convention and, you know, in LA, we were just like out there tabling at an artist alley and, you know, people came up there like, you know, check out the issue and, you know, they would just come pick one up and, and, you know, we would, so it's just cool, like just seeing, you know, like our, our artwork out there, just like in a tangible form. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like I need to put you, you guys in touch with my friends over at Leafly. I feel like they can help you with something. I don't know what, but I feel like Leafly could help you guys. I would love to see issues of Captain Dab and like right next to the register when I'm checking out at my dispensary. Right. I would love to see that. Do you guys know how many issues you're going to do? Like not no spoilers or anything, but like do you have or are you just going to write until you you feel like you told your story? Um, so we, we have issue four coming out, um, here in the next week, uh, week or two. Um, and then we have, a, we have a full script running, so there's, there's more issues available, but we all ha- also have some mini stories that I think we want to drop in there. Um, kind of like different issues in between. Um, but he's definitely not going anywhere. Um, we'll have some spinoffs and then I think we're going to dive deeper into Lieutenant Graham and maybe give him his own comic. Um, but I would, I would anticipate we hope to be around for a long time. As long as they're willing to draw it, then I'm I'm willing to throw stuff on paper. That's awesome. Okay. I feel like they're committed to drawing it. I mean, they they color coordinate it for this. Right? They've been doing it for life. I feel like <sighs> they've shown they're committed. So Right. The universe will reward guys. <laughs> us. And hopefully it becomes something like a rare limited edition. You couldn't get these, you know, like copies from anywhere else. Because right now, there's actually a Spider-Man comic that's going on auction for 
like three point six million dollars right now, which is pretty interesting. Did you guys see yeah. that? Yeah, I think that was yeah. a Amazing Fantasy number fourteen, which is like his first appearance in in comics. I think yeah, it's like the the most uh, the most paid at auction for a comic book issue. That's... Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't know if anybody caught our message to the reader. I think what was that in issue one, where he's like, you know, cause we only that. print we only print two thousand a month with a certificate <laughs> of authenticity, you know. So in the oh, message wow. to the reader, where he's like, well, you know, good luck. You just stamped your Get ticket, one. you know. Yeah, that's kind of why I mentioned that because I noticed that you had kind of like put that un- out into the universe and was like, yep, this is going to be limited edition. This is going to be collectible. I like that you even put, like, even if you find this in the trash, this is yeah. going to be yeah. your ticket to yeah. the <laughs> road show or something like that. I was like, that's so freaking funny. <laughs> yeah, guys, I really hope it does go that way yeah. for you. Yeah, So how? Oh, sorry. What are you saying? No, no. Go on. I was, I was just like, gonna... yeah. Oh, I was just like, I'm going to go to the next question. Bro. Go for it. <laughs> How have you all grown with your work and what do you hope to see in the next few years or 10 years or in the just greater, bigger picture of your guys' vision for this? I mean, I don't know about the twins. Um, I'd like to see, uh, I mean, a TV series. I'm hoping it gets picked oh. up in like an Adult Swim TV series, you know, um, and, and just me personally, I will tell you um, and hopefully we'll, you'll, people will get to know more of all of our story. Um I didn't think personally I would ever just be out there like that. Like, hey, this is what I'm thinking, you know, because anytime you do anything, you just risk people being like, well, you're a dumbass. Um, But again, and I'm not trying to sell these guys like the professionalism and the art that they put forth, you know, like just seeing that come through. It's like, no, we have to publish this. Like, we have Mm -hmm. to put this out here. Like, I don't how we pay for it. I don't know, but we got to print this, you know, because it is. I mean, and they take a a ton of time to do it and it shows, right? It shows in all the graphic stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've had friends who um, are brothers as well. They're not twins, but they started their own comic book company. And I, like from afar, it looked fucking painful and hard. And so to see that you guys have stuck with it and committed to it and carried it this far, I think that's that shows that you guys are, like Angel said, doing something special. I mean, it clearly works. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. We appreciate that. We do. That's what resonates with us the most. Because, um, right, it's not all unicorns and rainbows and glitz and glamour. Like, yeah, we didn't right. print 2,000 comics and then sell them for 20 grand. Um, and, and, but that is what resonates with us is when people when people get that, right? When they're like, mm-hmm. hey, regardless what's in between those two covers, like, congratulations. You know what I mean? You guys had an idea, you had a concept, and you stuck with it. And that's the stuff that, I mean, it really warms my heart. It does. So mm-hmm. appreciate yeah, that. Birthing anything artistically creatively is no joke <laughs> it is no yeah. joke at all and what about the twins vega how do you, how have you guys grown with this experience and you know creating this yeah uh you know i think it's interesting you know that this you know entire idea was like you know born like during during the pandemic it was like you know mm-hmm. just uh, march of this year so you know, we've only been going for like a few months now and have you know three going on four issues and yeah it you know it started even the idea itself, you know, just has completely evolved, you know, first an action figure. And then, you know, we decided on the comic and then us as, you know, as professionals working on it, you know, at the beginning, you know, we, it had been a while since, you know, we worked on like sequential art, you know, just like doing like the whole storyboarding and like the panels and everything, all the different uh, development phases. But I think, you know, this project has really helped us, you know, also just grow together, you know, me and my brother, just like the entire like workflow, 
like me doing like the storyboards and he does the penciling and the inking and then he hands it back to me to do the flatting and the colors and the lettering so i think yeah we've just you know had more practice and you know we're able to uh just you know hone in like our craft and just like being able to like work with michael as a writer and just like the communication that goes on between us i think that really you know is is really awesome and you know it has helped us develop professionally nice that's cool nice. yeah, yeah that's, that's super really cool awesome. i i really feel like the the craft of creating a comic book it's a it's a complex process that I don't think a lot of people realize but I think if you stick with it you get a chance to really etch your mark in the industry which you guys are clearly doing and I love that comic books you know they're so small they have such a compact of information or ideas within them just with some splashes of colors and some words and they really invoke big feelings in people Mm -hmm. and um, that's why we were really happy to have you here for you know, National Comic Book Day. And we don't know who came up with this holiday, but if you're listening, I urge you, yes, thank you. I urge you to go online, grab a copy of one of the classics and also a copy of Captain Dab. And we'll put the links. We'll make sure you can get it. Um, we, we will tag you um, so that if you're following this, you can, you can see this issue as well. Um, and you guys said you have a new issue coming. So we'll put that out when you guys share it with us um we'll share it with our peoples mm-hmm. i just want to can i just point out since no. i'm in a nice safe no. space of all other comic book nerds and i don't have this often um does anybody ever think about how everything's called an issue and every issue there's an issue oh like, yeah there's a sure. problem you that know and then and then i wonder did they do that on purpose? You know, <laughs> has anyone else wondered this? Stoner this, thoughts. Just this, I was like, is this just a stoner thought? Maybe. Huh? I I just, I mean, I just, wordplay, I'm always about wordplay, so I just Same. I love that, words. Like, I mean, every story, what follows a certain format, you've got the conflict and sort of re- resolution, so mm-hmm. issue, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes well, sense, right? It's a comic yeah. issue, like it's a comedic issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, guys, you know what time it is. It's Munchie of the Week. Now, we don't have munchies this week. We're going to let you guys tell us about your munchies. Miguel, what's your go-to munchie? Lay it on us. Uh, I guess just like any sort of like chip that is like a combination of chips. So like, I think, uh... Is Chex Mix like even considered a chip? I don't even no, know, but I love Chex Mix. mix so. <laughs> that's a munchie, though. That works. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good munchie. So Do you like the good. cheddar one or? Uh, yeah, I think one? cheddar. Cheddar is my favorite. Okay, mm. okay. I know there's different. We're we're munchie connoisseurs, so mm-hmm. we know all about that. What about you, Alejandro? Munchie. Uh, yeah, mine mine is pretty funny. My munchie would actually be munchies, like the munchies oh, cheese fix, which yeah. is you know the also the, the you know the combination chips with like you got the Copycat. the cheesy mm. Cheetos, the the rolled gold pretzels, and the, mm. the okay. harvest cheddar uh, sun chips. So that, wow. That good. wow, those are good. Get that ready. Right. I've been thinking about that munchie. It's like how ironic. <laughs> what, what about I'm you, Michael? Doing. What's your what's your go-to munchie? 
Um, you know what? I have a Respalo guy that goes by my house like every day. <laughs> um, and I, I, honestly, he comes by the same time every day. I think he's been out there for like 26 minutes ringing his bell because like I, I know he counts on my I won't even tell you how much I spend with this guy a day. But uh, it's going to have to be the spot. Like whatever, whatever he's selling, whatever he's selling, I'm buying. You know it. what I mean? And he knows what time to come. Right, because I take my first dab like at ten thirty, and this dude like at eleven oh one, it's the ding, the ding, the ding. But yeah, no. So munchies, whatever the the guy's selling, I'm buying. Wow, that's. I mean, I like that. That's a you never know what you're gonna get. Like he counts on me. Given probably back. supporting his whole household. <laughs> I was hey, I, I saw him at the store one time. I was buying fruit. I saw him at the store, and he looked over like I had betrayed him. <laughs> like he's like, what are you doing? Put that fruit back. I'll, I'm chopping it tonight. I'll be by there in the morning. Oh my god, what are you buying mangoes for? I'm like, I'm sorry, it's for a party. But yeah, he's like, guy. we do catering. That's um, the best. Right? Yeah, oh, no. He's like, I know where you live. <laughs> I'll bring it around. Um, right. That's cool. Okay, I appreciate that. We we like a mix of munchies. We're trying to do like a mix of like healthy and just like shit we shouldn't be putting in our body. So mm-hmm. everything on that car you should not be putting in your body. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, mangoes are fruit. You're fine. Yeah. No, there's yeah, corn. Yeah, it doesn't you're matter what. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, guys, we've been doing a little segment called Florida Man. And it is where we read a real headline from a Florida man or person who has done something ridiculous because it's Florida. And I didn't want to specifically make you guys talk about a Florida man. So I have a Florida-esque headline. Um, I'm I'm sure you guys heard about this. Miami Hurricanes Appalachian State game at Hard Rock Stadium has cat fall from upper deck and is caught by fans in an American flag. This happened in Florida. Did you guys please tell me you guys saw the videos of this? Uh, no, we, we, haven't, we haven't seen the video, but it sounds like something that would happen in Florida. It was <laughs> on 9-11. This is what cracked me up. It was on 9-11 that a cat at a freaking football game fell from the stadium and they caught it in the American flag and then they held it up like Simba. And so like that's why Simba was trending like on Twitter. You guys need to watch this video. It's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll go take a look. I know I haven't seen it. I, love I know how, you like. Go ahead, Angel. I was just saying, I love how like Florida has like a reputation because they're like, oh, sounds like it'll happen oh, in Florida because we oh, just keep shit. hearing these crazy things and we're like, is this a Florida thing? I, I didn't know. It's Florida. And then this hashtag is because Miami. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so that's extra a thing. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It feels. It, I just. It, it made me feel good, but also just what are the odds that a cat would be caught in an American flag on 9-11? Right. Like that, I don't like I try not to feed into conspiracies, but, you know, conspiracy alert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm wondering funny. how he how got there in, in the first place. I, I, I'm not sure if cats are football fans. I've researched this because that was my question, too. I was like on Twitter being like, how the fuck did this did this cat get here? Apparently this stadium is huge and old and has a lot of like holes in it. And also they have cats around the stadiums to help with the mice around the stadiums. So I, I, I will just believe that bullshit until someone proves to me otherwise, but 
just that's crazy. So it's like a yeah, cat it, it sounds like they're they're busting like a disneyland like i've heard at disneyland <laughs> to control like the the mice population they, they let like cats out in the park did they really yeah yeah urban legends that's actually really common in NFL and baseball yeah. stadiums. Yeah, yeah. And the food really you have to like all the all the food that people drop, all the fucking like popcorn and snacks and stuff. Like, mm. yeah, mice are just field day, literal field day. And cats are that way. Like, you're like, well, how did a cat get up there? Because the cat's like, why do I want to be down there? I gotta right. constantly <laughs> deal with humans, you know. So, yep. oh man, little it Sylvester looks like- was up in the lights. Right, literally. It's ironically a black and white cat, so it's really funny. You said that. <laughs> oh man! And I promise you, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna go watch it after this. Oh man! It looks like it like <sighs> its paw got stuck on like a oh, banner. It and bit then it, someone. Like... It bit someone when they called it because they called it in the flag, and then they immediately like everyone could see it, it was on the jumbotron. So everyone was like reacting in the entire stadium. They're like ah like screaming as the cat's like dangling and then when it fell everyone cheered and they held it up and they were like yeah Simba and so (laughs) what would have been really cool is if Rafiki would have came out of nowhere with his stick and you know what I mean the circle of life song started playing people have that shit would have then I would have seen it then it would have went viral and I would have seen it oh man Rafiki catches cat don't worry people have people have put those two together already this video of this cat and the song of circle of life has been It's a video now. (laughs) I can imagine like a meme video. That's great. Fun fact: I met the I worked with the guy at T-Mobile whose mom sang that song, and she still gets royalties for it. Whoa! Circle of Life song. Yeah. Oh shit! So crazy. Is there? Is it like a? Is that not Elton John? No, it's a woman. Is it? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen The Lion King, or maybe he just plays the song. Maybe well, he yeah just did a cover of it or something. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it like, is there like a chorus or like a um, you know, what do you call it? Yeah, like a chorus behind it. Is that I, who's singing it? I don't know. It's been a while since I've heard the song. I was like, I thought there was a main woman, and then the chorus comes in. I feel like I'm watching the movie <laughs> in my head right now. <laughs> I'm hearing the song. <laughs> Open up. Oh, it's well, a good guys, time. Thank you so much for being on the show. We've enjoyed hanging out with you. Please tell our stoner lights all the links, all the socials. You've got minutes to get this information out. So have at it. Where where can we find you? Follow you, stalk Plug you, get your it. figures. Yeah, go for it. CaptainDabin.com. Uh, that's going to be where you want to go to get all your merchandise, uh, our blogs, product reviews. You can follow us on Instagram, CaptainDabin.com. And then most definitely the Twins Vega. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we're on uh, Instagram as the art of Twins Vega, just Twins Vega together, since we're twins and our last name is Vega. That we had that genius stroke of genius <laughs> to come up with that uh, username. Yes, yes. That's and we appreciate great. you guys. We appreciate you guys bringing us on. This oh, this has yeah. been a great experience, and it was fun Thank hanging you. out with you guys. So we, we had a yeah. blast with you guys. I don't think I've laughed yeah. much in a while, unless it's at our own dumb jokes. Right? Angel, <laughs> where can everyone find you on the web? I you can find me as Angel Universal, basically on every platform: TikTok, YouTube, Instagram's main one. I have links to all other things there. Um, I'm making the change from intuitive holistic health coach because that's a mouthful and 
basically I'm a holistic shaman. So changing that title out here. Woo woo. Thanks to the encouragement of my girl Nat. So yeah. Um find me there. What about you, Nat? Where are you at? I'm always, always, always on Instagram. You know, you can find us at Stoned and Social, like Rock and Roll. Be sure to send us pictures of your weed, your memes, your munchies, and any Florida man stories that you think we'll mm-hmm. like. And send if them. you do pick up, no, not if, when, when you pick up a copy of Captain Davin, please tag us. Please, Captain mm-hmm. Captain Davin, please tap, blah, 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 tag the words twin vegas <laughs> like this is what happens when you get too stoned you right like, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> yeah, buy buy shit and tag us that's what we're saying guys yeah make sure buy stuff and tag us so we can see what you bought and we will be here same time same place next week don't mm-hmm. forget namaste stone bye guys bye thanks guys Yay. much appreciated thank you Yay.